Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, this morning. We thank you for the opportunity we have to have fellowship with you. We pray for our brothers and sisters who are unable to be with us, who join us this morning online. We pray that you would bless them wherever they are and whatever circumstances they are facing. We come back today. We bring you our hearts in all the various conditions they're in. And we thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen this morning. Amen. Good morning. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bibles, find your place in Romans chapter 16. And I hope and pray that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Those of you who are joining us online, we miss you. We hope that you're doing well, whatever your circumstances and wherever you find yourself. And may the Lord bless you. We continue to think about these days. Let's lift our eyes up. Let's, let's set our minds on things above, church. Let's set our mind on things above. Let's focus on the things that never change, the one who never changes. Let's get our minds back on the glory of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this morning we continue to think about during these days uh, of how great is our God. So I come today to give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ as we speak today about God's wisdom, His permanent, eternal wisdom. The wisdom of God is what we will look at today from the Word of God. So you've had time now to find your place. If you'll stand now in honor of the reading of God's Word, I want you to read along with me. Now we come, Paul, to the very end of one of the most amazing letters that he wrote. All of them amazing, inspired from God. Paul wrote to the Roman church. He'd not been there yet. He writes this letter to them, probably the most detail about salvation of any of Paul's letters. And we come here to the very end, the last thing that he would say to these believers that he has not yet met, and it is a praise to the glory of God. It is a praise to the wisdom, the wisdom of God. So we read it today, the closing words of Romans 16, beginning in verse 25. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which has been kept secret for long ages past, but now is manifested and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, has been made known to all the nations, leading to obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless the reading of your word. May the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. May we understand today better, oh, our great need of your wisdom. We honor and glorify you for being all wise today. In all the circumstances of our life, in all of your ways, you are wise in all of your ways, you are perfectly wise. In all of your ways, you are wholly wise. And we ask today that you might teach us this truth so that we might have courage and strength to follow Jesus in these days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So our focal truth this morning is very simple. God is all wise and the source of all wisdom. God is all wise and He is the source of all wisdom. So I have a number of things to say to you about this 
very important topic. And for some of us, uh, perhaps it is the first time you've ever thought about the wisdom of God. But oh, my dear friends, this is such an important point for us living in these days. No matter where we are, no matter what the conditions we face, the reality is that we need to understand the perfect wisdom of God. That the wisdom of God helps us know why things are going on in our world and in our own personal lives as they are. I have some questions for you this morning. When was the last time in your own prayer time, in your own time of worship and praise, you considered the, the, the wisdom of God in all of His ways? Perhaps I should say this first. Wisdom is a very important word. Wisdom means... Uh, using knowledge to accomplish the best good. Is everyone listening? Wisdom is using knowledge to accomplish the best good. That's what God does. He is all-knowing. He is the one who knows all things. And God takes His eternal, permanent, glorious knowledge of all things and of all peoples. And He does what is Wise, He does what is best. But you see, sinful man doesn't like God's ways. God's ways are above our ways. His work is above our work. And it's all done in the great and glorious wisdom of God. So we must, if we're going to walk with the Lord Jesus, if we're going to walk by faith and not by sight, we must understand the truth of God's wisdom. So when was the last time you praised God for His wisdom? Yes, that means in the circumstances you're living in right now. Some of them are hard, aren't they? Some of you listening to me today, you've already talked with me this morning, and I know what you're dealing with. I'm praying for you that God's power would be in your life, but you must know the wisdom of God has permitted this in your life. The wisdom of God. Do you rely on your own wisdom? Have you found that you, you've, you've, you've had some things passed down to you from your family and you've had some wise sayings given to you from your family and you've determined that those are the things you live by? Do you live by your own wisdom or perhaps the world's wisdom? Now, that's something we hear a lot about today, the world's wisdom. Do you live according to your wisdom and the world's wisdom? You see... We learn from the Word of God. There's so much in the Word of God about the wisdom of God. In fact, the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, besides the Lord Jesus, uh, this, this wise man gave us uh, the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, just to name a few places, that give us insights into the holy wisdom of God. That is, God knows these things and He does what he does, which is best, based on his knowledge of all things. Well, are you living in the wisdom of God today in your life? I'm talking about in your business. I'm talking about in your family life. Are you living and experiencing the wisdom of God in order to get by and do and live in victory? As a Christian, do you believe that uh, all wisdom is given by God? Well, the Word of God certainly says that. You see... Only wisdom comes to others because God gives it. And there's not a person in this room, no matter how much you know about the Bible, no matter what kinds of things you have done, no matter how much counsel and wisdom 
<clears throat> you may give to others and people pursue you and seek it, you need the wisdom of God in your life. Young people, you need the wisdom of God. It'll keep you from a lot of trouble. Senior adults, you need the wisdom of God. It'll keep you from a lot of trouble and everybody in between. You see, the wisdom of God is that which helps us to face the circumstances of life and gain victory in Jesus Christ. We all need the wisdom of God. But we have not thought or considered, perhaps, God's wisdom in this way. So I'm going to say something here carefully. I want to say this sentence. I'm going to repeat it a couple of times because at the heart of all I'll say today, before we look at some observations from Romans 16, I want you to hear these words. As your pastor, I want you to hear what I'm saying to you here about the importance of God's wisdom. Here it is. Since God knows all things, that's a, that's a settled matter if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. The arrogant man in the world thinks he knows as much as God, and God knows nothing. But I'm talking to those who have <clears throat> committed your life to Jesus Christ. You've surrendered to Him as Lord and Savior. You've surrendered and submitted yourself to the teaching of the Word of God, which, by the way, is filled with the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God. Since God knows all things, and you believe that to be true, since God knows all things, listen, He is fully Aware, He fully understands how to control and how to direct all things for the best results that glorify God. Now you're going to need to remember that when your health goes down. You're going to need to remember that when you're facing something with your children that you can't control. I'm going to say it again. Since God fully knows Everything. Since God knows all things, He fully understands, church. He fully understands in His wisdom how to control and direct all things to the best purposes that bring glory to God. Now, we're all going to have to learn to do that. That's when you bow down. That's how Job was able to say, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He understood the wisdom of God. Even when he lost everything. Have you learned to bow your knee and say, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, it's as you understand the great wisdom of God at work, by the way, in this world, filled with people, the majority of whom have never bowed the knee to Jesus. Oh, the ways and work of God go on, and they go on in God's infinite, perfect wisdom. Today, we talk about the perfect wisdom of God. So I want to make three observations from these verses that we've read. And they come right out of the text, verse 25, 26, 27. Number one, God in His wisdom establishes those who believe the gospel for salvation to the glory of God. This is very important for us all to hear today. You see, if you get, if you get saved, if you come to know Jesus Christ, He establishes you. It is the wisdom of God that establishes you and me who believe in the gospel for salvation, to His glory. Secondly, God in His wisdom has revealed a mystery that's been hidden all of the time before Jesus Christ came uh, to this earth, died on the cross, rose again and ascended. Oh, there's a mystery that's been revealed to the nations. The church has preached this for thousands of years. We have preached the truth of the gospel, and that is the mystery that's been revealed. And I'll speak in just a moment about it. The greatest 
and most glorious example, the crown of God's wisdom, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The third thing that we'll talk about for just a moment is this, and all of these we could have spent all of our time on. God in His wisdom to the glory of God has revealed His complete wisdom in Jesus Christ our Lord. All of wisdom is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we pour over the words of the Lord Jesus in the Gospels. That's why we read them carefully. That's why we read them prayerfully. Boys and girls, that's why you get your Bible. You get your Bible so that you might learn not only to know God's Word and these words and these ideas, but you see in them the wisdom of God and the greatest, most glorious. And you see the wisdom of God seen in creation. There is, there is wisdom in the four seasons. Uh, there is great wisdom. And boy, this needs to be said in the day in which we live. There is great wisdom that God made man male and female. May I say that again? This is great wisdom. It is the great wisdom of God that He made us Male and female, it is the great wisdom of God that He has taken and, and uh, demonstrates to us how things grow, how seeds are planted and they grow. It is the great wisdom. Oh, the great wisdom of God is seen in all of creation. And it was created by God, by the way. Not from stardust or something that floated around and some ooze that came out of somewhere. No. It is the great creative act of God. And in the wisdom of God, we see creation in its glory. It, it magnifies the wisdom of God, but, but in God's ways, in His work. Sometimes called providence, God works in your life and mine. And we don't understand the mystery of it. How we connect to certain people, how we meet people, how we go certain places, how we find ourselves in certain circumstances, <clears throat> why our children <clears throat> are born and sometimes have struggles and issues in their life and we have to deal with it our whole life. Some of us struggle with other things in our job, whatever it may be, the providences of God, the ways of God and what He permits and sins in our life. Why He would send a virus, why He would do these things that come in our world and we wonder why. <clears throat> oh, it's a mystery to us, but in it we see the wisdom of God and, but there's nothing like salvation in Jesus. The greatest mark of wisdom and the greatest mark of wisdom is that all wisdom is found in Jesus Christ. So what does Paul say here in verse 25? Now to him who is able, that's it. Now to him who is able. It's always that way when you honor God in your life. You see, he is able, I'm not able. I have inability, God has all ability. He is able. Now to him who is able, while Paul is writing these words, going through his own ministry... Struggles and all the rest, the ups and the downs and all that went with it. Now to him who is able, he says to his friends at Rome, and I say to all of you who hear me today, whether here or through the lines, listen, he is able. Now to him who is able to establish you. This is the wisdom of God to put you on a firm foundation, to settle you in a world of trouble. My friends, listen. If it's not going to be these days, there will be other days where we'll have troubles in our life. What did the Lord Jesus say? He said, if you hear my words and you act on them, it's like a man who builds his house on a rock. You're firmly established when you build your house on the words of Jesus Christ. The storms will come. 
The troubles will rage. The problems will rise. But if your house, if your life is built on the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and you have believed in the gospel, this is what he says here. Now to him who is able to establish you according to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. This is what gives me a solidness and a firmness in life. The Lord Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You must be connected to the Lord Jesus when the trouble and the drought times come. <clears throat> we who are united to Christ gain our resources and we're provided for by our relationship to Him. It's unexplainable. But you see, here in God's wisdom, only firmness, only being established comes in knowing Jesus Christ as Lord. And so for some of you today, the reason why you're always in a spin, you're always in trouble, you're always in fear is you're really not saved. But let's just be honest about it. You may be very religious, but if you live your life in fear, how can you say you're saved? If you live your life in fear, how can you say I am saved? Paul says now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel, according to the preaching of Jesus Christ. This is what we have. We're established by being saved. And Paul goes down in the end of verse 26 and says, it leads to obedience of faith. <clears throat> when I believe Jesus Christ, I am obeying Him. I am obeying the Lord Jesus when I trust Him. When I trust Him. <clears throat> what did... What did our dear Lord say to those disciples when He was about to leave? <clears throat> if you believe in God, believe in Me. Do you believe in Jesus Christ today? That He has the best of concerns for your life. You have to decide that. And my friend, I submit to you, the only way you'll do that is to recognize the all-eternal, wonderful wisdom of God. He is doing what He is doing because He has all knowledge and this is best for you and for me. Amen. How we must learn to live in the wisdom of God. First, first mark of God's wisdom is that He establishes us who believe in Jesus. And I could say a lot more. I'll go on. Secondly, He says in verse 26 that God in His wisdom has revealed the mystery of the gospel. Oh, this hidden thing. He says here, according to the revelation, verse 25, of the mystery, the secret, which has been kept secret for long ages, but is now manifested, notice, by the word of God, by the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, he has made known to all nations and it leads to faith. What is this, my friend? It's the mystery of the gospel. Here's the way Paul described this mystery. And he mentions a number of mysterious things that are revealed through the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul, this primary focus on the mystery is this. I'll read it from Ephesians 3, 6. That the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body, fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Here's the wisdom of God. That He saves people from every race, every language, from every part of the world. And they all become one people. 
They are all united. They are all fully saved from all the nations. They are all fully God's children. And they become a kingdom of God to the glory of God. That is the wisdom of God at its greatest point. Boy, does that need to be heard today when some <clears throat> would think that one group or another, one group of people, one race or another would be the most important. No, no, you see, the gospel is this. The gospel is this, whether you're Gentile or whether you're Jewish. All in Jesus Christ become God's people. That's the mystery revealed. That's why we go and tell everybody. That's why we speak to our neighbor. That's why we tell our children. That's why we go down the street to our strangers. Whenever we have the opportunity, we share the gospel. We tell them the good news. You can be saved. What is it that John said? This is the testimony. Here's the testimony. Here's your testimony. It's a very simple thing. That God has given eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. Here's the promise. In Jesus Christ, you can be saved and have eternal life. This is the wisdom of God. But our focus is so narrow-minded. Paul goes on to say, and I, I don't have time to elaborate, Ephesians 3, 10. This is unbelievable. This is what it says. When you think about this fact of the gospel, this mystery being revealed, he says, this demonstrates the manifold wisdom of God. I'm reading here, Ephesians 3, 10. So that the manifold wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom of God, the measureless wisdom of God, might be made known, listen, through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. The angels are amazed at the wisdom of God to save sinful people of every race on this planet. From generation to generation to generation. That's what the church reveals. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the saved ones, demonstrate the wisdom of God. You are an example of the wisdom of God to the world and to the angels. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. By His doings you are in Christ Jesus who has become to us wisdom from God. Righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Well you see, thirdly God is... Wise, because He has revealed all of this in the Lord Jesus Christ. How would we know all of these things? Only God is wise. What does He say in verse 27? The only wise God through Jesus Christ be the glory. That's what I say when I'm in trouble. <clears throat> That's what I say in the time of a virus, a pestilence. That's what I say in the time of trouble in my family. That's what I say when I'm on my sick bed. That's what I say when I'm having the best of days. Only, only God is wise through the Lord Jesus Christ. Only God is wise. He has, he has brought this in my life. He is the one. Paul said it this way, Romans eleven thirty three. 33. Many of you know this. Oh, the depths of the riches. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, the depths of the riches. Of the wisdom and knowledge of God. His wisdom and His knowledge. His knowledge and His wisdom. Oh, the depths of it. 
When I, as a man, think that I can figure out in my own human imagination and understanding why things are as they are and explain it to someone else, I must quickly raise my hand and bow my knees and say, Oh God, I need your knowledge and your wisdom. I don't know what to do. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and unfathomable His ways. That's what we must say in the days in which we live today. Instead of our complaining and our belly aching. Oh, the depths of the wisdom and knowledge of God. What He is doing, we do not understand, but it is for His purposes, for the glory of God. You see, God in His wisdom is perfect without error. God's wisdom is perpetual, not conditional. God's wisdom is heavenly, not worldly. God's wisdom is eternal. It's not temporary. Paul said, in Christ Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You want treasure? You want treasures? You go to the source. Go find the source of the tre all treasure is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know Him? Do you walk with Him? Do you follow Him? Do you surrender to Him? Do you confess Him? Oh, He's the one that will give you the wisdom. He's the one who will grant to you knowledge. He is the one. All, all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in the Lord Jesus. So what do we, how do we apply this in our life? How do we apply these words from Paul? What do we need to remember today? Well, quickly, these things. First of all, God's perfect wisdom. It's perfect wisdom. Provides salvation in Jesus Christ to everyone who will believe. <clears throat> doesn't matter what your language. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter your background. Listen folks, we must as a church, we must get back to our assignment. Our assignment is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Lord is waiting for our church, for the church of the Lord Jesus to stand up in these days and share the gospel. Just share the gospel. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody today about Jesus. Tell someone tomorrow. Speak to them this week. Write them a note. Send them a text. Give them an email. Speak up. Stand up and speak up for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what we must do. God in His perfect wisdom will save those who call upon the name of the Lord. Is anybody glad about that today? Is anybody glad? That is the perfect wisdom of God. God's patient wisdom is this. He knows what's best and then He will act. That's what we learn to do in praying. We wait on God. Why do I wait on God? Because He is all wise. That's why I wait. That's why you wait. Some of us wait in impatience. Some of us wait in complaining. But you're still waiting. You can't change it. You don't have it in your power to change things. You have to wait. And you see, when we come before the Lord and we walk with Him in the right way by faith, we kneel before Him and God, God in patient wisdom knows what is best. And then He will act. The best demonstration is this. We are waiting for the Lord Jesus to return. And a whole bunch of us pray all the time, Lord, what are you waiting for? Why are you waiting? Here's the answer. In the wisdom of God, 
it's not time yet. In the wisdom of God, it's not time yet. God's fatherly wisdom hears our prayers just like fathers here hear the requests of their children. God's fatherly wisdom hears our prayers but answers when it's best. Paul said it this way, quoting from the Old Testament, 2 Corinthians 6, 2, at the acceptable time, at the acceptable time, I listen to you. Some of you are praying and you're praying and you're praying. At the acceptable time, I listen to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Listen, my friend, God, in his wisdom, knows what is best. God, in his wisdom, knows what's best. Lord, I didn't want my life to be like this. God, in his wisdom, knows what's best. You must be able to kneel before him and thank him. Give thanks to him in all things. For this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. God knows best, my dear friends. His perfect wisdom, patience, fatherly wisdom, but it's mysterious. There's something about the wisdom of God. It's strange. You know what it's like? It's this. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. This is a, this is a mysterious thing. So the proud man says, I don't need God. The proud man says, I know more than God. The proud man says, I'm not going to listen to anything about God. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to think my own way. I'm going to live in my own wisdom. And then proud man gets the result of all of that in his life. And all the turmoil and all the pain and all the tragedy of it. God resists the proud. Oh, my friend, are you living with a lack of wisdom in your life? You see, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Don't be fooled that just because God is patient with you in your sin, there won't come a day of judgment in your life. Oh, it will come. Don't be fooled, my Christian friend, if you've walked away and you're living deliberately in sin, trying to cover it as a hypocrite that God won't discipline you because He will. God resists the proud, but what does He do? This is it. He gives grace to humble people. This is wisdom. This is God's wisdom. Glorifying the wisdom of God that when you humbled yourself before Him, He saved you. Aren't you glad? You see, God's powerful wisdom is this, that He uses the bad to accomplish good. We don't understand it. We don't understand in these words, in these, in these days, the words of the Lord, when He told us that in this world you're going to have trouble. If it's not this thing, it will be something else. Oh, how the church prays, Lord, can I have the days I used to have? And you know what the Lord says? No, those days are over. These are your days. Now will you walk with me? Will you trust me? Will you do what I want you to do in these days? Oh, if I could just go back. You can't go back. What does the psalmist say? Do not say that the former days were better. God's with you in these days just like the former days. We must learn to walk in the wisdom of God and recognize it in our lives. So how do we apply this and we'll be gone? First of all, is there any, is there any of us here 
who when you bow your head before the Lord, when I hope it will, I hope from what I've spoken to you about today, in your own private prayer time, in your own time of speaking with the Lord and honoring Him, I hope that you will adore the glorious, perfect wisdom of God. It's fitted perfectly for your life and mine. Whatever may be coming, whatever is passing through the hands of God, comes through the great wisdom of God for you. If you're a child of God, whatever passes through God's hands, if you're not saved, the greatest, the greatest step of wisdom you can make is to be saved, is to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your, salva as your Savior and experience salvation. Adore the goodness and glorious wisdom of God. Some of us should go home today and you could sit down quietly at your table on this Lord's day. Just take a few minutes and reflect. And you know what you could say? To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be the glory forever. Just think about what He's done in your life. Think about every part of it. Think about the good. Think about the bad. Think about what you're going through. To the only wise God. To the only wise God. This is coming in my life. To the only wise God. Through Jesus Christ. Be the glory forever. And rest in His wisdom no matter your condition. You must learn to rest in your condition. We want someone else's condition. We want the better condition. But we have the condition we have. You have the condition you have. Some of you will leave this building and this is the only peace you're going to have all week. And all the craziness will start as soon as you leave. Rest in the craziness. Because God's wisdom is working in your life. Trust God in wisdom when you cannot see His ways. What are you doing, Lord? You're praying it every day, aren't you, my friend? You're praying and saying, Lord, why? Why am I having... To... Your question of why is a question about wisdom. Your question about why is a question about God's wisdom. Why would you do this is a question about wisdom. If you're praying in such a way, you must come back and say... To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be the glory forever. Amen. And perhaps we should end by remembering what James told us. The brother of the Lord Jesus. If anyone lacks wisdom, you know, some of us do this in our life. <clears throat> we go to people who are, who are we, we, we evaluate as people of wisdom. And it's important to do that, to gain wise counsel. And we go to these people because we look at their life and we say, I need to talk to these people because they have wisdom. But would you ignore the God of all wisdom just to talk to men in their wisdom? And just a few verses into James' little letter. If anyone lacks wisdom, anybody here lack wisdom? Oh yeah, don't lie. You're in church. Everybody here lacks wisdom. Every last one of us. Doesn't matter how much you walk with God. Doesn't matter how much you know. Doesn't matter how spirit-filled you are. If anyone lacks wisdom, we all lack it. There's something lacking. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Ask the one who has all wisdom. Who gives to all generously. He'll give you in generous portions, His wisdom. We're about to have Thanksgiving. Man, oh man, I'm trying to go on a diet so that my belt will still fasten after the end of the week. Portions. Giving us these generous portions of wisdom. It just comes from Him. 
Oh, the source of wisdom is the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend. Ask God for wisdom. Here's what's interesting. We turn this on its head. We are always complaining like little children that we're the center of the world. God, help me. God, help me. Help me. Rather than, Lord, do what you need to do through me and everybody else to get done your purposes in the world. You see, the mature Christian doesn't pray, what about me? The mature believer says, Lord, give me the wisdom to understand what you are doing in this world, not only through my life, but through the life of your church in order for your purposes to be accomplished. Since God knows all things, my church friends, since God knows all things, He fully understands today. As you leave this place, I'm very aware, I love you in Jesus, of many, many of the things that are going on in your lives. But I don't know completely. God knows everything. And He knows everything about you completely. Since God knows everything completely. He fully understands how to control and direct all things for the best purposes for His glory. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. In His glorious and grand wisdom. To the only wise God through Jesus Christ be glory forever. Amen.